exciting day for the It's Okay Not To Be Okay podcast, as this is our first episode with a guest. This episode tackles the subject of being single in the church. So we invited my dear friend Katie Morgan to come on to talk about this subject with us. Katie Morgan works in the church, and this episode is full of just authentic and real conversation. Just some hard difficulties of being single in the church, some joys of being single in the church, and she just gives some practical advice on how to welcome those that don't have a significant other. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of It's Okay Not To Be Okay, and we are excited because this is our first podcast with a guest. Today, well, I guess I should preface it. A couple weeks ago, I had posted something on my Instagram, and I probably should have pulled up the picture because it was really cool. Maybe I'll find it somehow, but it was just things that like society doesn't talk about that we should be talking about, things that we kind of bury. And so I posted, I said, what are some things we should be talking about? And some responses came in. And one of the responses that came in was being single in the church. And I shared that with Megan and we thought it was a great idea and something that needs to be talked about. So we invited my dear friend, Katie Morgan to join us. Katie and I went to college together, um, lived next door for Mm -hmm. her senior year, my junior year at Concordia university in Seward, Nebraska, go Bulldogs. And, um, Katie's a DCE, a director of Christian education. She is now in Colorado, near Colorado Springs. Um, So that's my little introduction of her. We're going to let Katie hop on and introduce herself a little bit. Well, hello, ladies. Um, So like Laura said, my name is Katie Morgan. I serve at a church in Colorado Springs, um, and I've been a DCE for a little over 10 years, um, and I'm 36 years old. I am single. Um, I live in a townhouse. I have the best black lab you will ever meet in your entire life. Her name is Cruz. She is my sidekick in all things life. And I thought of a couple of fun facts about myself or just things that I like to do in general. Um, I coach a middle school volleyball team. So that's really whoa, whoa, fun. Whoa. I'm coaching a middle school volleyball team too. Uh, yay. What's your record? Have you played games yet? We have played one game. Okay. And we've won one game. Excellent. <laughs> we're uh, two and one. So we'll, yes. we'll go with that. Way to go. The serves. Um, so that's really fun. And then I also foster dogs through Mile High Lab Rescue. I feel really passionate about that too. Um, and so those are just a couple of fun facts about myself. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I know we were talking before we got on like people, uh, I counsel a lot of people who've been single in the church and it can be a struggle in like different seasons of where, where you're at with it. Um, and so Laura and I really haven't been single in the church. I haven't been single in the church. Um, cause I got married right when I graduated. Um, so wanted a fresh perspective on this topic, but I know for me, for like people, and, and I think one, one fact that I want to talk about today is how the pandemic affected people that are single in the church differently than those who are married. Um, 
because it was a drastic shift, I know. But you said you're in a good season right now of like yes. being single in the church. So will you tell me a little bit about that? Like what makes it a good season of life right now for you? Um, it just feels like God has continued to bless me. Um, and I'm just like joyful and happy every day. Um, and he's placed me in a really awesome church that just loves me where I'm at. And, um, when I, when I first came in, obviously, you know, I've already talked about my own dog and other dogs, and that's something I'm super passionate about. And like my welcome photo, they picked on Facebook and it was one of me and my dog. Uh, every time they give me a gift for something, uh, there's usually dog treats in it. Um, and so I just, I just feel like they have loved me for who I am, um, Mm -hmm. and just welcomed me in with like really big arms. Um, I got invited to a lot of things right out of the gate and still do. Um, I've been serving at my current church for a year and a half. Uh, and so that's just been really fun. And so I think being loved so deeply, uh, right out of the gate has made it a big difference in the season that I'm in. Uh, and like you said, Megan, I'm not always in that season. Um, right. right before my birthday is usually really hard for me mm-hmm. because I, it's, it's a little bit like people do with new year's Eve, where you kind of like think back over the last year and think back and think forward. And I do that a lot. And I get sad a lot because I'm like, oh, look, another year, another year by myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't, and especially when I don't have any prospect of anything, um, we can, I'm sure at some point, maybe we'll talk about online dating in this uh, episode. <laughs> yes, we will definitely talk about <laughs> online be, dating. That might be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can definitely do another podcast on it. But um, so I just kind of came out of a season that is a little bit harder with, and it always happens in the summer. I think sometimes too, and I've talked about this with some of my other friends that are single, whenever we're around a lot of people, like at the gathering was so Mm -hmm. much fun, right? You're I'm surrounded by all these people I love. And then I come home to an empty, quiet Mm -hmm. house. There's this really high and then this low. And it just so happened that that was right before my birthday. So, um, Um, yeah, so that that was kind of hard. It was kind of hard. So you had said when I'd asked you if you'd be willing to come on that you feel like this is you're very passionate about this topic. Why? Um, I think it's because I've experienced a lot of different things. So I've I worked in four churches, including the one I'm at now. Um, one church, when I arrived, it was sort of like they didn't know what to do with me because I wasn't married and I didn't have kids. And I had seen other staff members come on with families and they got invited to like, they did like a new member class. They got invited to a new member class and they got invited over to a lot mm-hmm. of people's houses for dinner and stuff like that. And it was like similar timings. Like it wasn't long after I had been there that someone else had come on. And so I had just seen that. Um, I've also sat through quite a few sermons where they talk about, you know, how being married is so important. And Mm -hmm. um, even so far as to hearing a pastor, LCMS pastor preach, um, and, and I'm not saying this is wrong necessarily, but it's, it's sort of narrow-minded in my opinion. Um, but hearing a pastor preach about how like your largest goal in life is to be a good husband or wife. And I'm like, Oh, that, you know, kicks out and not just me. I mean, you can talk about widows and like all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff too. And so, uh, 
and I just don't think it's talked about. Like, I just, I think people, they don't know what to do with us. It's like, if, if there's a couple, do we invite the single girl over? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, or she's probably really busy all the time. Well, sometimes I'm busy and sometimes I'm not, I'm not. Right. Um, so I just think it's not talked about. And I think that's why I feel so passionate about it because it is where I'm at. And, um, and I also think there's a big distinction too between people who choose to be single and people who desire to be married. Um, so I am not choosing to not get married and be single. I, I am actively trying to do that. It just, God hasn't blessed me in that way. And so I'm just kind of trying to walk through what that looks like. And that's not an easy walk. Like I've walked with people through that and it's such like, there's things that would trigger like single people that would never trigger somebody who's like married with kids. I've sat with clients who get so triggered by like a friend getting engaged or a friend getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, when will like, I'm so excited for them, but I'm also really sad for me. And then it's really hard to manage all of those emotions at the same time. Yeah, that's, that is definitely, and it, and that goes through seasons too, right? So when you, when I was mm-hmm. a little younger, it was the engagement piece or even just people seriously dating and then getting engaged and then all the weddings. Um, I've been to a lot of weddings um, <laughs> and then we walked into baby season and I am a director of children and family ministry. So I love me some babies. Um, and so I, you know, walk through that and, and now my friends are having like their fourth kid, you know, and I'm still over here with a dog, which I love. But (laughs) um, So, and the way that I really try to look at it is I try to pour into my, especially friends, um, obviously I do this at work too, but I, with my friends, I really try to pour into their kids because the way that I look at it is if I get to have kids someday, they're going to be in a different season where they don't have littles and they can they'll be able to pour into me differently than the way that I'm able to pour into them right now. Um, so like babysitting for a date night, you know, I don't do that all the time and I don't like, I don't, nobody abuses it, but I'm like, Hey, let me chill with your kids. You guys go, go grab some dinner. You've had a rough couple of weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, some of my friends almost feel a little guilty about it. And I'm like, no, like this is the season we're in where I can pour into you this way. And maybe later down the road, you're going to be able to do the same for me. I but I do that. think it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. We need babysitters. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> uh, I do think it's embracing like the season that you're in of like right now, it's really hard for me. And so I'll do my job and be around kids with it when I can, but then I'm going to have to figure out how to fill my cup up in other ways. Because for some that I've walked through, through it, it's like a little bit resentful or like, Like you get pissed off at God, like, what the frick, when are you going to provide? Like, I want you to, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, and and that like, that's the goal of our podcast, right? Like to be authentic about that and and just say like, sometimes it like super sucks and it just, it does. Yeah. And and it's not like manifesting a man's going to make it (laughs) fix it all. Well, and I, my personality type, um, is so I know how you feel about the Enneagram because I listened to that one, but my Enneagram <laughs> is an eight uh, for people that hey, like that sort of thing. Are, um, I think that's what we are, right? I'm yeah. I think yeah, I'm a three, eight, you're two. an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, like just getting stuff done, 
like, this is one thing that I can't control. Mm, So also, what does that look like in my faith life too? Right? Like, uh, so I, I've talked with a couple of people before where I feel like God blesses me in almost every single area of my life. My family's amazing. My job is great. Like I love what I do. I love where I work, the people I work with. It's just this one area that I feel like God is almost like, almost pushing a little bit, pushing me down and saying, no, not yet. Or we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and, and I do get cynical about it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to come off as though I'm like, always like, this is great. You know, it's a season and I'm embracing it. Um, because, you know, I also have people in my life or have been around people who are already on their second marriage. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I am doing all the things like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not socially awkward. Like I, you know, <laughs> like in your head, you start to do this comparison and you start to look mm-hmm. at this checklist of things. And you're like, well, I don't understand why, you know, you get to get married twice and I don't even get to date someone yet, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I go through seasons like that. That one actually is probably the, the hardest in my current, where I currently am is seeing. And I think this is my personality type too, seeing where I have feel like I've checked the boxes. I'm doing the things I'm following the advice, you know, I go to therapy once a month. We talk about this a lot too. And, um, you know, and my therapist is amazing and she's great listener. And then, and she's like, you're doing everything. Like you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong, but it feels like I am like, it feels like I'm missing something, but I know it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like this is a topic that people, well, Everyone, you always want a solution to a problem. You have a, what you think is a problem. You want a solution. And I've just heard it so many times of like, well, you're trying to fill your heart with the wrong thing, fill it with God, or you're just not being open enough. Like, and I just don't understand why we have to slap a solution on it. Like God, it's just not time and it's hard and it sucks. And like, why can't we just say that and be done? Why don't we have to be like, but, you know, just, just enjoy your life and open your heart and God will work through it. Like my heart's open. Like it's there yeah. kind of thing. It'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah. Yes. I want to hear I, all the things that people have said to you. Yeah, seriously. Like, say seriously. What, what are they? Uh, Let's hear them. Laura has already said a couple of them. It'll happen when you least expect it. Um, if you really dive into God, you know, it'll happen um, from my married friends. Okay. So, you know, you guys have said it's from the very top of the show, right? You haven't really been, you weren't really single too much in the church. Um, love them to death, but sometimes they're like married life all is not all that it's cracked up to be. (laughs) Um, or I really wish I had some quiet time on the couch like you have. Mm. Um, and, and I know every time people say stuff like that, I know that it comes from a a good place. It's not coming from a hurtful place, but sometimes when those phrases come out, I'm like, do you know what I would do to what I would give up to be in your shoes, to be sleep mm-hmm. deprived and chasing babies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely some of them, uh, some of those phrases, but I mean, and it's again, like people assume, people assume what you're doing with your time or like assume, because if I didn't have kids in my house, I would do this, this, and this as if that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. 
I think the other thing you touched on too, what I think is so like makes me want to vomit is that maybe, I don't know, but like our identities are so tied to those like titles, like Mm -hmm. unmarried, married, mother, husband, spouse, you know, like Mm -hmm. why can't we just be like Katie, Megan, Laura, you know, like, and like, Mm -hmm. that's who we are. And so, um, I think the church like sucks at this, like they really don't do this well. Yeah. And, and, you know, to give them a little bit of credit or wiggle room or grace, we'll use the word grace. Grace. Um, I like that word. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you look at like historically, you know, and generations that have come before us, it's, it was very, very, very uncommon for a 36 year old woman to not be married. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it was how it was, you know, you, you maybe stayed in your hometown and you married your high school sweetheart, which is what my parents are living, right? Like they've been married for 37 years. They live in the town that they grew up in. They went their high school sweethearts, beautiful love story. Right. But so then you look at another generation that has come after them who have all kind of left or gone to college, most of them. Um, and maybe they all got married in college and now you know, my generation is like, you know, working towards goals and careers and, you know, looking at financial stability and making something of themselves. And they're not super hyper-focused on, I got to check this box that says marriage because it is relatively normal, especially outside of the church to find 36 year old women who aren't married. So, so normal. Um, I have, so the, where I currently serve is very close to Air Force Academy. There's a lot of military in this area, um, you know, and when you're talking about Air Force Academy or Annapolis or West Point or any of those, like you're talking the best of the best. And I've, I've got this one woman that worships at my church. She's 42. She just had her third baby and she's going to war college next year. And wow. um, she has built her career in the air force and, and gone up in ranks and got married probably six years ago, had twins and then just had her, 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 uh, third. And I look up to her so much because she worked hard. She was continuing on the track that she felt like God was calling her to do. And now she's doing the mom thing. Um, and she's in her forties and she doesn't even blink at it. Um, and so it's just, it's kind of cool to see that. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I think there's a difference there of like, for some, like when our parents were younger, the goal always was to get married for women, Mm -hmm. I think. And I don't know that that's the goal anymore. Like I've got other goals besides that too, you know? And so it's not what we're driving people to be, but I don't know that the church has always caught up with that. Like, I think in their mind, the goal is still, you're a woman, you get married, you have kids, like, and that's just not, it's not where we are. And I don't think the church actually recognizes all the issues that are going on in the church. Like having worked at a college campus, once a kid graduates high school, you're like, Hey, peace out. Like you're going to college. Mm -hmm. See you later. And then what happens to those college students? That was our main purpose at the church at UCF is to keep those young adults in the church because we're like, when I was in Michigan and I had like that year, I'm, I'm not playing like, woe is me, but like of being single, I looked around and I'm like, where the heck do you meet a guy? Because I'm looking around this church and there's not any in here that are my age. I could see all the single females, but where do you meet the males? And they're just not, 
coming back unless they find a good Christian girl. Then they're like, Oh, we got children better go back to church. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not blaming it on the church because it does happen. You know, it contributes back to the way you were raised and priorities and that kind of stuff. But I think that, I think that's something that can be done better is prioritizing. Like we put so much focus on like the little kids and those fundamental face steps and confirmation and then high school preparing them for college. And then after they leave high school, we're like, okay, but their minds are still forming. And that's really when they're Mm -hmm. asking a lot of questions and figuring out like, Hmm, is this, is this me? Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's interesting because yesterday I was at the air force Academy and had a lot of interaction with the chaplains over there. And, you know, obviously they're in the throes of what you're just talking about, you know, like the cadets are asking the questions and, and their experience for college is very different from our experience in college. Um, and so, and they were asking those exact same things. And, and, uh, the, the, our director of student ministry, his name is Jeremy. We walked, kind of walked away from that, both looking at each other going, okay, how can we impact that? How can the church step into that young adult thing? Which, I mean, I can tell you as a DCE for 10 years, that is the hardest group to minister to because they're all over the place. Some of them are in college. Some of them are in trade school. Some of them might've gone Mm -hmm. to Europe. Some of them are just working, Um, not just working, but that they've entered the workforce, right? So they're all over the place. And then you start to get into, some of them are single, some of them are married, right. some of them are dating, some of them had a baby when they were 20, you know, like they're, they're just all over the map and it's hard to have groups for them. It, mm-hmm. and, really and they truly cycle, they cycle through so fast. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when we were doing college ministry, it's like, you're here for four years. Maybe you finish in three, maybe you came out of high school with an AA and you really only mm-hmm. have to do two years. And then you're right. Like, so we're just looking for the single uh, 20 something year olds who want to do, yeah, I mean, you're narrowing it down so much, but yeah. I want to I go back to what you said too, about like, we don't know what to do with single people sometimes. And I say, we, I, I can be just as guilty of it. Of, uh, and I've gone through that, like, okay, so I'm inviting this couple and this couple and this couple, do I invite Katie? Like, will she feel left out? Will she feel okay? Like what, what would you want somebody to do in that scenario? Um, I think always invite me. Always invite me. Let me choose. He's invited everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always like, don't overthink it too. Like if Mm -hmm. we're friends, always put me on the list. Um, and I've had this exact same conversation. So, you know, you know, we all probably have pockets of friends from different places in our life. And, um, I grew up in Colorado, not in Colorado Springs, more in the Denver area. And so a lot of my friends that from childhood who are still in the Denver Metro, I'll hang out with them. They all are in the season of young children. They all have young children. And when we get together, I love them. And sometimes all they talk about is breastfeeding and toddler tantrums. And I can hang in that conversation for a long time, mostly because of my job, but at a certain point I can't. And so I think invite them, but also think through, like, if we've been talking about a mom topic for a long time, talk about where you go get your nails done next or something like switch the topic. (laughs) Like, you know, like, so that there can be some engagement and you don't have, like, don't make it special for me. Cause I can also switch the subject. I can do that too, but always invite me. Um, because what is worse is sitting at home and seeing that everybody got together and I didn't get invited Mm -hmm. to that. That's worse. 
Well, and you can always say no. You can get invited. And if you don't want to go like, oh, this is going to be a couple thing. I'm not in the mood. Like I'm not in a good season of life. I'm going to say, hey, invite me next time. I got something going on. You can. Yep. On October 22nd, we are hosting our third annual We Care 5K. If you are local to the Orlando area, we would love to have you join us at St. Stephen's in Longwood, Florida to run or walk or roll, whatever you'd like to do for our 5K in person. This 5K raises funds for our older adult program. We offer free counseling to older adults so they do not have to worry about the burden of paying for mental health. If you are not local to the Orlando area and like to support the Older Result Program, you can always give a donation at lcsfl.com. All the information for donating and for running can be found on our website, lcsfl.com. Are you, do you find too that you're honest with married friends about the season that you're in or what you're struggling with? Or do you feel like you keep it to yourself? It depends on which person, which friend we're talking about. So again, I think that comes back to my, um, my personality type. Um, if I am feeling really vulnerable, which doesn't happen a whole, whole lot, I will share that. Um, like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just not in a good season or, Hey, can I come over? Cause I just got home from this big thing and I don't want to sit at home by myself. Yeah. Um, so I definitely do have that. And I've also gone through seasons where I have single friends that are physically close to me. Um, the church that I served at before this, the area that I was in, there was a couple of single girls who also worked in churches and we were, um, what we called sweatpants friends. So we could just show up in our sweatpants. Mm, wow. We didn't care what we looked like. It, we didn't care what our hair or our houses looked like. You just show up and you're good. Um, and so we did that a lot and we would, a lot of times after some of those big events, you know, come together and we didn't talk about it. We just sat and ate Chinese food and watched Gilmore girls or whatever. Um, you know, fed the soul. So yeah. So I definitely think I am where I feel like I can be. Um, but if I am going to say no, I'll probably give a reason if it's somebody that I'm really close with. I think that's good to know. Like I, for me, that was something I've worked with a lot of single people in the church and they, I feel like they feel like they have to sometimes only only share those things with their single friends, like, like a married friend or somebody wouldn't get it. Um, and so I don't know, I just think it's important. And, and I think too, like we've talked about it in everything, like just ask, like, what do you feel left out? Are you okay coming? I'd love to have you there. You know, I like, I want to be sensitive to you in mm-hmm. those, in those pieces. But I also feel like if you have single people, it's like, understand what can trigger them. Like before having clients that are single, I wouldn't have known like a baptism Mm -hmm. is hard sometimes. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. or like just different things are, are difficult. Or like you said, well, you're on your third marriage. Thanks a whole freaking lot. You know, like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have ever thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and and that's just like being intentional, right? When you're in relationship with people, you try to be intentional about 
how you interact with them. Like if you have a really good friend whose dad died of a heart attack, you know, like just think about some of those things before mm-hmm. you make a joke that might relate to that or whatever, you know, I know that's a good, a good example, but along those lines, just be intentional, but we already do that in all areas of our life. And so that doesn't necessarily need to change with a single friend. Um, but I think not saying something is probably worse. So not inviting and oh, yeah. not saying something. Um, and feel, feel like you can ask your single friends or family members, Hey, like, how are you? Like what, you know, what's, how, you know, how can I support you in this season or whatever? Um, because I think that again, intentionality within relationship. Yeah. It's something you know, that you have just, like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's just something I, the, it's fun having you on the podcast because Megan and I can banter back and forth, but this is just like reassurance of like talking about the things that aren't talked about. And I think we just get so nervous about bringing this up because we want to be sensitive to how other people are feeling. So then we just avoid the topic. But what I'm hearing you saying is like, okay, maybe you may not be in the mood to be like, yeah, let's talk about how I'm single. But at the same time, like just sweeping it under the rug, isn't solving anything too. It's probably making the people that are single in the church feel more isolated than they already are feeling. So if you involve them the way you would a couple, then it might look a little bit different. And if you talk about it and check in with them and stop saying stuff like, Oh, I wish I knew a guy to or girl to set you up with, or, Oh, God's got a plan. You know, let's just talk about it. Just be like, Hey, what season are you in? How are you doing Mm -hmm. with this? How can I help Mm -hmm. you? You want to go get your nails? You know, that be an open, Mm -hmm. open person instead of saying all the cliche things that no one probably wants to hear. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Uh, I have somebody to set you up with thing. Um, (laughs) best intentions, right? Don't set your friends up with somebody if they have zero things in common just because they're both single. <laughs> I Touché. have been on some really awful dates due to that exact thing. Best intentions, but not good dates. So, um, and if you do have somebody that you're like, hey, legitimately, I really think that you would connect with XYZ, do that. You know, like the world of singleness and dating is really hard. Um, you know, like online dating, I think, you know, Megan, you kind of talked a little bit about, and I think maybe this was before we got on about, you know, what COVID or pandemic has done to single people. Um, and I think what it's done is even more so moved online dating or moved dating to online. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. I have some good friends who have met their spouse online and it's been great, but for the most part, it's really hard. Um, I think for me, the hardest part is it's a lot more rejection than what you have in person. Hmm. Um, so, you know, when you're swiping, right, like, you know, you matched, you send a message, nothing comes back Hmm. and who knows what that person's going through. Who knows? Um, or you send a message, there's a little banter and then all of a sudden they stop. You know, like there's just a lot more rejection that happens um, and that makes it harder to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And a there- lot more time you have to give to it, right? Like that's what all my clients mm-hmm. say is like, I don't have the time for this. I don't have the time to chat with you first and get your number, then figure out if we want to meet up. And I got to do that. Like with all these people, like, I think it's just a lot of time spent. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and truly trusting that the person you're talking to is, is the person they're talking to. Like yeah, I've heard so yeah. many stories of like, oh, he's so great. We've been talking this and then he shows up and he's like, not at all what he said he was. And I mean, there, David's brother, when he was single, he had like open, I don't even know what app it was. And I was like, Ooh, this is kind of fun. But then it did not become fun because I'm like, mm-hmm. they're choosing the best pictures to put on. They're choosing the best life that they want to portray. Like, I'm not saying that everyone does this. But then you also just feel very judgmental because I'm like, I'm literally just looking at these pictures of this mm-hmm. person. I don't really know. And I'm either swiping left or right. I like, I did it for like five minutes and I'm like, done. I don't like it. I don't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I can't, yeah. I feel for yeah. you. I can't even imagine. Like, it's cool that there's so many opportunities, but yeah. yet at the same time, I think we're all really good at covering up the parts of us yeah. that we don't really want exposed. Yeah. And, you know, I think you can, you can have a little bit of that in person too, but it's a little harder to not be your true self when you're standing in front of someone. It's easier when you're behind a screen Mm -hmm. Um, and you are picking and choosing what goes up and what doesn't, you know, and like, there's literally online dating coaches now, like that's a thing. That's insane. Um, who like help you like I've seen a few of them like on reels or whatever right where they're like critiquing different um profiles so they're like oh you should put this picture first you should say something like this in your like opening whatever I've actually had my friends write my thing because I'm like I don't know what to put you know I don't know what to put um and it's like that like, movie Will Smith was in when he was like training people to oh, date Hitch. and I do it yeah. online pitch. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's like a whole, it's like a whole thing. Um, but I used to be really against online dating. Like I was like, I'm never going to do that. Like I just, I was really against it. And I was in a Bible study once and somebody said something to the effect of if you really want something and you're not doing everything possible, how are you going to expect God to step into that? Mm-hmm. Because God's not going to bring me a husband if I sit on a couch and don't ever talk to anybody. And right. like, he's not going to just come to my front door, you know, like that, that's <laughs> not really how it works. And that was just such an impactful statement for me to hear and be like, oh, okay, that I need to do all the things. Mm -hmm. um and just try to be consistent at it and you know being connected into God's word really plays a huge part in this too because that's where the hope is the hope is in there so in the deep dark times the hope is found in God's word and he is going to continue to be with me and so if I don't continually fill myself with that then you know I that would be a lot harder a lot, lot harder. I, I like that too. One of the, um, one of the songs that keeps just popping up in my, whatever YouTube thing that I listen to all the time is like just waiting on God and like, not just, not just like sitting there waiting, but being connected to him while you wait and like letting him strengthen you and change you. And it can be waiting on anything. Like I kind of hate, it like makes me want to vomit thinking like, oh, I'm just sitting here waiting on a man. No, I don't think you're doing that at all. That's not God's plan for you. Like that doesn't just mm-hmm. like those stupid Christian movies that are like, this will just solve it. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. that's true, but I think like you're waiting on that next season or you're waiting on what's to come next. Like I'm waiting on things. Laura's waiting on things. Um, and so 
being connected to God while we're in those seasons are so, so important. Yeah. We're going to have to wrap it up in a second, but the one other thing I just wanted your perspective on. So we did Mm -hmm. some, we just did some videos and stuff over the pandemic. And what I heard from a lot of single people over the pandemic, and I'm curious to your reaction on this was, um, nobody's touching me. Like I'm not getting any hugs. I'm not getting any, like, there's no, nothing like not even sexual, just like, I'm not like I'm a touchy person or like, that's my love language and nobody's touching me. So like, Mm -hmm. did you experience any of that during the pandemic or how did that hit you? Uh, yeah, that was definitely, I don't know. That was something that was like my number one hard thing. Uh, but definitely during, you know, the lockdown time, uh, I was living in Kansas at the time. All, most of my family was in Colorado. I had an aunt and a cousin that were close in distance to me, but they had people in their homes that were working front lines. Mm. And so we didn't see each other through that time. I, there was one person besides a distant neighbor wave, um, that I, that I hung out with another female that was in the area, another DCE. And, um, I definitely did miss hugs or high fives, like that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't necessarily have my family to where I could, you know, give my aunt a hug or whatever. Um, I don't think I'm like, I'm not the biggest touchy feely person. So it wasn't like I was like devastated by it, but it's definitely physical touch is important. Um, and so it's definitely something that I did, that I did think about and did miss, but it wasn't like, I didn't a number one. think a lot yeah. about that. Yeah. I was more like, I literally am seeing one person. We just like, we like made a bucket list because we were like, we got to have some purpose and some things to do outside of the job we're doing in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and for people who work in churches who are literally surrounded by people all the time and interacting with people, you know, every Sunday that was right. even just the interaction, I think was that was probably mm-hmm. more so than the physical touch. So the lack of interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, and I know for families, it was the opposite because they were like, mm-hmm. too much, in uh, my house way too much. Yes. Uh-huh. All my people. <laughs> so no, I agree. Yeah. I felt this, I felt the same way, but I had somebody say that to me in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, Oh, I, I another thing that I just wouldn't have have thought of. Right. And, um, I think it's so important to recognize how people live different lives. Like in, in, we can be in the same, like we can be married and parenting and still live different lives. Um, Mm -hmm. but just asking more of the questions and being more empathetic and aware of things that are going on, um, with others in your life. So important. Yeah. Amen to that. So, um, every time we wrap it up, we do closing thoughts. So Katie, like maybe, 30 seconds worth of closing thoughts. Um, okay. So one thought that I had that was something we talked about just a couple of minutes ago was like a season of waiting. Um, and so if I had a closing thought, I would say to single people, don't just wait around for a husband to go on a trip or to go do something, mm-hmm. go do the things don't wait. Um, I love to go camping. I do that a lot. And a lot of times I'm by myself, you know, obviously I'm safe about it and I have precautions, but, um, don't wait to do the things. And, and I say that not just to single people, everybody, like, don't wait till your kids are older to do X, Y, Z, go do the things, go have the experiences. Um, because God put us all on this planet for a reason. So 
I love that. We just, um, I, some, another girl that I know just did that. She's like really wants to be married, but she's like, I'm done waiting. So she like booked a group trip all over like Europe and went for like two mm-hmm. weeks. And I'm like, that's awesome. Good for you. That, that's on my list. <laughs> Megan, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, I think things that we've talked about here, but like, listen, like listen to people, ask the questions and then listen, like, don't assume things. I like what you said, like, don't overthink it. Like mm-hmm. ask me, invite me. I think that's, that's so important. And I am so guilty of overthinking stuff like that. So, um, can't promise I'll stop it, but I can promise I'll work on it. Awesome. I I would love this podcast. This was fun to kind of (laughs) have a different perspective. Um, And just, I think it's always interesting how much you learn by asking questions. And, And I knew that I was comfortable, like just based on some of the conversations that we had in Arizona, talking Mm -hmm. about this with you, but it's okay to ask the questions. And I guess my other takeaway too, is don't always try and find the solution. Just have the conversation and just be that person. Like at the end of the conversation, just don't, it's okay. It's okay. God's blessing your life richly. Just be like, okay. I asked the questions. We had the conversation. You have hardships in your life. I have hardships in my life. Like your life isn't better because you're single and can sit on, I'm doing air quotes, sit on the couch and watch TV by yourself. My life, you know, you know it's just, everything is different. It's all about just your viewpoint and being open and understanding, listening, asking questions. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being our first guest and for being open and honest about a conversation that is kind of difficult to have and just reassuring people that it's okay not to be okay. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for inviting me to be on. 